0: Thank you so much for joining us for episode 49 of the adventure games podcast i hope everyone is well now we'll be hearing from laura and thomas in just a little bit in just a couple of minutes as we'll be talking about the latest adventure games that we've been playing and we'll be reviewing them but first i just wanted to mention a couple of things very briefly and i want to go through some of the news that's been happening with uh, in the adventure game scene in the last couple of weeks that we have been off. So, first I wanted to mention very quickly the Patreon page for the Adventure Games podcast and what's new happening there. Uh, you may have heard my interview with Joel from Clifftop Games a few weeks ago where he spoke about Kathy Rain and Whispers of a Machine, two of the best adventure games of the last decade. I'm sure people would agree if you've played them. And he also spoke in great spoilerific detail about Whispers of a Machine. Now, th- that interview that went up publicly was non-spoiler, as always, but he also spoke giving spoilers about Whispers of a Machine, so he spoke about the endings, he spoke about Turdak revelations, different twists, background to certain characters that he couldn't talk about without giving spoilers in the main interview. And that interview, that part of the interview can be heard exclusively on Patreon for the $5 tier. So there's two tiers, one for $1 per month, one for $5 per month. That is exclusively for the $5 per month. So I would recommend people listen to it only if you have played the game at least once. Um, I really enjoy speaking to you about that and finding a lot more about their objectives with the story and everything. So... Also, I had the chance, the a great honour, a few weeks ago, speaking to uh, so let's say, legendary adventure game developer, Al Lowe, the creator, of course, of Leader Suit Larry. And now, this interview will be going up for everybody next week on Valentine's Day, no less. But if you want to hear that interview right now, before everybody else, before it goes public you can listen to that exclusively for now on Patreon for both the $1 and the $5 tier. So that interview in full is up right now on Patreon, but it will be up for everybody else on Friday, 14th of February. So if you want to listen, if you want to support the Adventure Games podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Adventure Games podcast and you can find out more information there. Secondly... You may have heard my interview with Sean Parker last week, who was one of the organizers of the Gabriel Knight 4 petition. And just wanted to say again, very, very briefly, first of all, thank you to Sean for agreeing to speak to me. And I would also strongly recommend people to sign the petition. It is a tall order. It is going to be Difficult to get Activision to release the rights to Jane Jensen or get them to agree to make the game But the only way that we will have a chance of getting Gabriel Knight 4 is if enough people Firstly sign a petition and demonstrate interest in Gabriel Knight 4 which is so far the main thing that these organizers want to demonstrate so even if you have Um, doubts about if you're skeptical, that is perfectly natural, the organizers understand that, but there is a slight possibility, I feel, however slight, and the first thing that we need to do is demonstrate interest, so I would recommend that people go to the petition and sign, if you want any chance at all, of seeing a Gabriel Knight 4, and uh, we can see what happens in the future, so... Uh, I'll post a link there as well. And if you have any questions, you can also listen back to our interview last week as Sean answered uh, well many of my questions and questions that people online have had. So if you have questions about the petition, chances are you will find answers in that interview. So they're also very approachable. Uh, Tony, the main organizer, is very, very responsive online to people. So you can get in contact with him as well on social media. So uh, that is under Gabriel Knight 4 petition uh, so in the news now before we get to the reviews um, just a couple of new things, firstly Rosewater Francisco Gonzalez's upcoming game, this has a new Steam page and a new trailer Tell me, what is it you want out of life? Fortune? Glory, the thrill of adventure. I'm offering you a chance at all three. You just need to do me one small favor. You've something of a reputation, you know. Clever, resourceful, maybe a little dangerous. I do hope that's accurate. The path won't be straightforward. You'll encounter obstacles along the way, perhaps even some other dangerous people. You'll need some help, but I assure you the rewards far outweigh the risks. You will be richer than you ever thought possible if you can deliver. I'll be in touch. So this game is set in the world of Lamplight City and it is set to be released sometime in 2021. Another game that has a Steam page is Born Punk. This game was funded on Kickstarter and it is now on Steam and it also has a new trailer. What would you do if your brain was infected by an ominous, mysterious entity? If it held your body hostage
1: Would you Give up Or drink green things
2: last thing I remember Is me and Hussar drinking something Green
1: And if this entity insisted That our future was at stake In 2155 Bornholm Your choices
2: And consequences Are yours alone I'm pretty sure that wasn't necessary
0: That felt good
2: (laughs) Come on this dramatic stuff
1: doesn't sell games. This is the internet. Tell them we have, uh,
2: cats.
0: Oh, uh, okay. We have cats. Cyber pirate cats. Fishy jumpy kitty cats. Spinning pirate cats with laser eyes. My home is born home. So elsewhere, another game that has been funded through Kickstarter, uh, the Hand of Glory, and we got an update a few weeks ago about the release dates. So this game was set to come out in 2020, and we finally have some release dates and some news. And it is going to be released in two parts. Now the developers have said that the reason to split the game two parts. Are narrative reasons. They feel that the midpoint of the game is too intense to be treated as a simple cutscene that links one scenario to another and they want the players to dwell on it for a while and assimilate instead of rushing towards the conclusion of the journey and therefore they say the episodic division will remain even when part 2 is released and it's just like if you're watching two seasons of a TV show. So, the first part will be released on April 14th, 2020, and part two will be released on July 12th, 2020, and this is one of uh, the games I'm most looking forward to this year. I'm, I backed it on Kickstarter, and I'm looking forward to it being released, so I'm gonna expect a review of the game when it is out. So let me get this straight. You put yourself on the trail of a dreadful serial killer you eradicated me from my
1: life and got me involved in a kidnapping case we went up against some dangerous alchemists we both lost our jobs we traveled to the other side of the world we broke into a den of murderers twice you pushed me to stare straight into satan's eyes for crying out loud and
0: now you want to stop because your bicycle is broken
1: i prefer the term injured.
0: Elsewhere, The Walking Dead from Telltale Games. It is back on Steam. It was an Epic Games exclusive up until now after Skybound got the rights to it. But The Walking Dead games are now back on Steam and seasons 2 and 3 are also on Nintendo Switch. Also, Over the Alps has won the best Writing in a video game award at the Writers Guild. So the winners were John Ingold, Catherine Neal, and Nick Bush. So congratulations to them. And I will, I have spoken to the developers of Over the Alps. So we'll be hearing from them, well, from Nick Bush and his team in a couple of months. So congratulations to them. And you can get this exclusively for now on Apple Arcade. Elsewhere, John Ingold as well has announced, well, he has released some details. He's been teasing people with some details of his new game from Inkle Studios. We don't know the name of the game yet. We don't know very much yet. What we do know that this game will be set in Britain in 673 ED. And what the tweet says is Camelot has fallen the jealous Sir Mordred with lies and hatred has broken the fellowship of the round table. The knights of Archer have scattered and all hope seems lost. So for now that's all we know about the game. It is set to be released sometime in 2020. So we will be uh, talking about this more once we get more details. So very curious to know what Inco Studios do after Heaven's Vault. And finally... There's another new game coming which I want to talk about for a while. We first heard about this game in December. Ironically enough, it's called Snow. So this game is an indie narrative adventure puzzler with an open world that players can explore at will in order to unravel the mystery of a child's origins. It's set in the remote retro-futuristic town of Barvik in 2015 Norway. And you play as 12-year-old Oscar on his path on self-discovery. So you will hack into electronics to possess machines and discover new places. You will solve puzzles and will piece together the truths behind Oscar's origins. And the game also uses photogrammetry and motion capture technology. And some of the screenshots that they've released online look absolutely amazing. And it is set to be released sometime in 2021. Okay, so that's all from the news now. So now we'll be reviewing the latest games that we've been playing. So we'll be hearing now from Laura and Thomas. I am joined once again by Laura and Thomas. So hello, Laura and Thomas. How are you guys? Hi.
2: Hello,
1: hello. Hi. Uh Hi.
0: we we are back after an unscheduled break, <laughs> but I think we deserved it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it was a bit of a forced break uh, as we as we all got sick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how how are you guys feeling now? Are you is everyone done with the flu and jet lag and being sick now for the year?
1: Hopefully, I hope so.
2: Yeah, I'm not planning on getting sick anymore because I'm never sick. So this
0: was uh, not fun. Getting sick
2: on vacation on the other side of the world and you have to fly home. Not fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was interesting, Thomas, because you went to California and you got the flu when you were over there. (laughs) Yeah, that was an uh, unwanted souvenir. And then you had to, how how many hours did it take to fly home? Eleven. Wow. And then then
2: three hours in the bus and then another 30 minutes in the bus. So that
0: was fun. And those were on Irish roads, so just need to stress it's not, it's not like maybe state of the art roads in wherever people might be listening. These are Irish country roads, which have to be seen to be believed. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. well, it is great to have you guys back. Hopefully, we won't get because I never get sick either, and I got sick. Well, when we last recorded, and uh, you got sick as well, Laura. But you're feeling better yourself.
1: Yes, pretty
0: much, pretty nearly a hundred percent now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nearly Excellent. so. Okay, well, hopefully next time everyone will be fully one hundred percent. But <laughs> uh, well, hoping. Here, here's hoping. So, and okay, so now we have a few games. Probably one of the good things of being sick is that we had a few games that we could play. We had more time to play. That uh, we'll be we'll be talking about now. So. Uh, who wants to start? So we can start with Laura because you mm-hmm. you played two kind of short games and you you just finished one right before we recorded, correct? <laughs> and I'm going to let right. you, yes. I'm going to let you give the name of this title because I've I've struggled with this with the name of this game for the last couple of months. So what is the name of this game, Laura?
1: It's called Feria Dahl. I don't know why you have such an issue with it. It's quite easy to say. Um and yeah, it was this was the one I just finished today actually. It's a it's a nice as you're saying short game. Uh I not you know, we've spoken about it quite a bit um and uh, I believe uh Tom Simpson has also spoken to you on the podcast. Um and yeah, but uh what I will say is that it, was a, it was a fun game to play. It as you've said uh before it has got a bit of influences from uh Monkey Island with its kind of three quests you have to complete uh to become a bullfighter you're you're a girl who wants to uh achieve her dream of uh, entering the Feria Adal, which is France's bullfighting competition and you've got to cut your hair uh, you've got to get a shiny outfit and you've got to uh, be this tall to enter. <laughs> um, no, I really I thought it was quite it was a nice, you know, fun little the, the graphics are really uh, nice, nice sort of retro pixelated art. And um, it, it was fun. The the thing I found difficult, which, as you're aware, because I posed on the group was just the final puzzle that you have to do which for ages i was just like i've done everything and i found everything else like reasonably easy but i was just like i don't know what i have to do um but apart from that everything else that you know i enjoyed there were some fun characters and i think like if you're just wanting a little you know you don't want to dive into a huge game but like want a bit of point and click kind of nostalgia it's quite a fun game to play
0: yeah the puzzles were quite tricky i uh i said on the on a previous episode that i had difficulty with a horse puzzle you needed to sure. go to do something and the most embarrassing part of that is that tom simpson the developer showed me that exact puzzle at <laughs> adventure x <laughs> and so i was trying to remember what he did but i just couldn't Now, eventually got it and then mm. yeah i found uh, then I was able to get through the other puzzles because the, the game is short and there are not yeah. a, not many locations so you could theoretically brute force your way through the game using again all items on everything now there is some logic to the puzzles as well they're quite tricky but if you start thinking in uh, you know the game's logic, I didn't think I mean it's kind of like a cartoon game you know that
1: yeah
0: uh, you but you, if you want to figure out the game's logic, I think you can then figure out the uh, puzzles. And then, yeah, then at the, the end, which uh, we won't spoil, but yeah, there's yeah. a certain thing you have to do and go around different places and get something in a, in a specific place and then use something on something <laughs> else. Well, okay,
1: <laughs> this is just being... Is there any point saying this at all? It's so vague.
0: Sure, <laughs> well do the thing on the thing With the person (laughs) No but it It it, it was a tricky puzzle that you had to Think as well the the final Boss puzzle but
1: Yeah I would say it was less kind of tricky and more just I didn't you know you had to do Something that was a bit uh, you know, all the elements it's one of those where all the elements were there for me and I knew what I was supposed to do, but it wasn't letting me doing it because I had to do it in a certain way that the game wanted me to do it, which sometimes I do find a little bit annoying with adventure games, but I mean, because of the rest of it, I quite I enjoyed all the rest of the puzzle, so it wasn't such a big deal. It was more just because I knew that was near the end and I was like, Come on, like I I know I'm nearly there. What do I need to do? Um, but I think, yeah, it's what you know, it's worth the price. It was it was a fun little game. To play and even with that end kind of tricky puzzle it was still only took me about an hour so yeah it's, it's a nice one to play if you want a little break from longer games
0: definitely it's uh you know it's not uh heaven's vault or disco elysium mm. <laughs> a length game which we'll talk about later but yeah it's uh i i really enjoyed it as well and i you know i thought it was funny it was, you know i, lo- I love the main character. And yeah, some fun same. dialogues and situations. You know, I laughed with the customer at the barber who spent a uh, long time, shall yeah. we say <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that was funny.
0: And I was going a bit green.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but um but yeah, no, I I def- I second your recommendation. And again, fun it took me about a hundred minutes, but again, I was stuck on those two puzzles for uh, Yeah some of that time. It would have been less if I had been, shall we say, using a walkthrough walk or anything. But no, it was a very fun game and, I'm, a game. and I'm looking forward to seeing what Tom Simpson does next.
1: Yeah, um, I hope we can same.
0: continue in this world with his character. So, yeah, that
1: would be nice.
0: Uh, so, yeah, so that is Feria doll, <laughs>
1: Well done.
0: Thank you. Merci. <laughs> And <laughs> we can do this podcast in French <laughs> if you wish. Nope, not. Nope. No, no, <laughs> okay. no, um, d'accord. So, uh, now you also played another uh short comedy game, Laura, yeah. as well. I was the... all,
1: so basically, After Disco just go Elysium. I was like, what are the short games I can play? <laughs> so, I was looking for all the games I had that were really short. So, again, this is one we've mentioned on the podcast before, so I won't go into great detail, but uh, Clam Man I tried. Um, I was hearing that it was, you know, funny and uh, you both seem to really enjoy it. And I enjoyed it as well. Um, I think uh, I agree that, you know, it's it's definitely like, got a really sort of funny sense of humour. Um, I enjoyed uh, the characters, uh, him in his kind of, terrible office job and his boss who just likes to talk about fruit pie a lot. Um the story starts to get a bit confusing near the end. I was like, wait, what? But I think it kind of runs with that. And what I did enjoy actually, um, as opposed to sort of Frog Detective, where it is just literally about the dialogue, there were actually some puzzles in it. Um, you know, only like some, you know, the, the one where you have to sort of match, I won't go into too much detail, but where you have to match like the restaurants with the um uh gangsters and you, you there's this whole chart that you have to like match them up uh and I went for like the kind of the hard version of that because that's what I like to do with everything <laughs> um and uh that was actually that took a little bit of time to sort of work out so I enjoyed that um I was expecting it just to be mainly like a dialogue kind of funny game but there were some fun bits you know some puzzling bits as well which is nice to have and uh he I i, I again would be interested to see if we go any further with it and if there's any sort of future clan man episodes i don't know if uh, they've they've said if there will be
2: i have seen footage of uh the second episode ah. and oh, great. uh it, it's it's more isometric and it looks really good
1: <coughs> oh brilliant
2: um yeah i tweeted about it or um no, they, my my top ten got tweeted by the gaming outsider, and then they picked that up, and they saw I had Clan Man very high, so they thanked me, and I said, "Hey, that's nice, but thank you." And hopefully, we'll see, uh, we'll see a second, uh, we'll see we'll see a sequel, and then they uh, showed me some footage, which was uh, very interesting. So, cool. hopefully, um, I, I don't, I have no idea how far they are. Hopefully, maybe we'll see a, ver- a version this year, and otherwise, probably next year.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know when the second one will be released, but I saw some footage, and it's as you mentioned, it's isometric. And I don't know if he's going for more an RPG style, or maybe it's just the look of an RPG. I think he's still okay. figuring out the mechanics. But it it looks great. The second part it looks really really interesting. So uh, we will of course, you know, be reporting it once we know more. But yeah, yeah no, glad glad to hear you enjoyed it. And well, I. People who've listened to this podcast know myself and Thomas really enjoyed *Clan Man* as well. The you know the dialogues and how it gently pokes fun at the adventure genre, <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know the choices you have to make, the really difficult choices in the game you have to make, <laughs> and and, uh, and yeah, and how it uh, it you know it, it's it's it has some I think clever as well references that Thomas you mentioned uh, Chinatown and. It also references West Side Story. And even actually, when I, I spoke with the developer about the game, but he said that some of the references were accidental and he only realized after hearing our review and Thomas's review that, oh, yeah, they kind of reference that, um, you know, Chinatown and other things because he said a lot of them he did it subconsciously.
1: <laughs> huh. so,
0: yeah, that was a lot, of course. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that, that is Clam Man. And again, we'd recommend people to play it if you haven't already. Again, it's worth the price. It's uh, How long did it take you to finish? Um, More or oh, less? I'll have
1: to have, <laughs> let me have a quick look. But um, I don't think it was. It was about just under two hours.
2: Oh, oh wow. That's pretty quick. That's, yeah. Oh, she's she, but she's obviously I her
1: she, I she, through these <laughs> games guys I go through them <laughs>
2: uh, Adventure game machine over there yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so, so, yeah but no, I enjoyed it
2: But yeah well, we, so, we, we both got stuck On the same puzzle sorcerer so that's probably where She yeah
0: cut us up Can I ask <laughs> what puzzle? Was it uh, the safe puzzle thing or what? I can't remember at this I think, stage. Or what? I think so, yeah. Right,
1: okay. Yeah. Because I
0: played it first and then Thomas texted me and he said, I think I'm overthinking this puzzle. Mm-hmm. And then I said, yes, you are.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I think I know which one you mean.
0: And there is another puzzle in the game where, again, without giving anything away, but you have to answer questions about things that you have seen already in the game. There's a dialogue puzzle there. But actually the developer told me that it's actually funnier if you intentionally, or if you get them wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got, but, I got a couple of his wrong. Cause I was just like, Oh, I'm just going to put this. And yeah, it, it is quite funny if you get them wrong. So I quite enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It took me about three hours, a little over three hours to play, but it, it's a quick game. And, yeah. uh, but, but again, highly recommend it if you want to play a game in, in an evening and, laugh and you know it's something I've, you know found it very very funny myself as well and thomas did it as well so uh that is clam man and i also i played when i was uh sick at the beginning of the year i played the two frog detective games ah uh, and i really enjoyed them as well now you uh i forget the exact name was it uh the, the haunted island yes and, that's the first one yeah and, and the second one where I, I forget the name. The from case of the Invisible Wizard. Yes. And I re- I really enjoyed them. Now, again, it's what, what I loved is just how even though they are, you know, you're a detective, you work on cases, almost nothing bad happens in the game. <laughs> it's all yeah, positive. Yeah. There is very little drama as such. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or if there is drama, it's really overhyped drama about something that isn't dramatic at all. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of stupid.
0: <laughs> yes no it's 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 a very you know positive game as well, and I love how just completely innocent and naive the frog detective is that, <laughs> that when he's speaking to is it the the hippo you know the singer in oh yeah uh mary yeah, yeah,
1: the you, rhino. Remember, yeah. you
0: remember more more than me now I did play this game when I was on medication so that, <laughs> that for the flu for the flu, I need to add. <laughs> But I, I did... <laughs> no, I was not drinking, Thomas. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I did enjoy it, and I, I was very intrigued. I did like the characters in the games, and and again, I just loved how positive the, ga- the games were. And there was an article which the developer, I think is Grace uh, Buxner. Grace Buxner, yeah. That's it. She tweeted an article that basically said that more or less, what you said, Laura, when you reviewed the games, that these games are the type of games that we need right now yeah. in world that we live in, just to you know to laugh and to not take anything too seriously and just play with a smile on our face. So, yeah, uh, and that's
1: that's not to say you know they're still really well made games. Exactly, all these, yes, you know. These- short games they're still sometimes it's harder to make a short game uh mm-hmm. and and make people still want to you know uh play more so yeah i think all that all those three or, or four even uh really well done and really well written and i think that's a, a very good basis for an adventure game
0: absolutely so uh so yes so that was frog detective and so all of these were four short comedy games and so Thomas, you've uh, you've played a game. Now, we haven't heard much from you yet. <laughs>
2: yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: so let's I, change uh, that.
2: <laughs> well, um, I played a, a Daedalic entertainment classic uh, called Edna and Harvey, The Breakout, but I played the anniversary edition uh, where they updated the visuals, uh, new technology, better controls. Um, the only mistake I made was playing it while jet lagged. So... <laughs> Yeah. I I that was because the game is really good. Uh the story is very interesting. There is a very deep mystery that is kind of dark. There's pretty yeah it's it's a pretty dark game actually. Uh it it doesn't look like that at all. It looks like it's really cute and funny. And it is cute and funny, but it's also pretty dark. Uh you are you, uh, uh, you play Edna and Harvey. Harvey is Edna's uh uh, uh rabbit. Um Toy rabbit, and um, with obviously she can talk to him. And they, uh, <clears throat> they wake up in a asylum, and they need to find out why they are there, and they need to break out. Hence the name, Edna and Harvey, the breakout. And they find out that they something is going on with Edna's deceased father, and they want to clear his name. And that's the, the big quest. So they need to break out so they can clear his name and fix the, the wrongs. And it is in all sense and purposes a very classic point-and-click adventure. Uh, it's very challenging. Uh, it was more challenging for me, as I said, because I was playing it while I was still uh, jet-lagged. So I, I just could not... I, I really had to kick-start my adventure brain. So I, I'm mm-hmm. glad I, I had a a walk through every now and then i had to consult it more often than normal uh, but uh, i just wanted to get i wanted to 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 know what the story is like and the puzzles are are quite challenging like it, it is the game is much bigger than at first it looks you start in a cell and you have to escape from that cell and then you get to the bigger asylum and uh, you discover more and more of the asylum and you try not to get caught you try to figure out how to escape, and um, yeah, the puzzles are quite challenging. They make sense; they absolutely make sense, uh, but you have to pay attention, and you have to uh, uh, s- do certain things in, a, in sometimes in an order. Like you have to talk to someone so that that person can give you information that you can then use uh, to uh, with another person and get that person to do something, for instance, uh, mm. uh, and. It, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I enjoyed it a lot, even though my brain wasn't fully uh, operating at its at, at its max level. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, there is there's some good humor in there, and the end uh, the end is quite. Well, you have a you have a choice how it ends as well. You have some influence oh, okay. there, uh, so you can determine how dark you want to go. So I'm glad I saved. Uh, you, you have to save a lot <laughs> this is one of those games where you want to save a lot too okay so yeah it's 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 really is uh, old school uh like for instance you have to you have to get rid of a guy who's watching the security monitors and um he his nickname is bladder because he can drink a lot and he mm. refuses to leave his post so what you do is you turn uh, i'm go- i'm going to spoil a puzzle here but it's just to give you an impression of what the, uh, the puzzles are so you have to turn the lights on or off in certain rooms so the security monitors spell w c yeah. so he's then he's sitting there watching the security monitor say and he he just gets this intense urge to go to the bathroom so when he does that then you can uh, do what you need to do so that's the kind of puzzles you, you run okay. into so it's actually yeah, it's pretty clever uh, uh, but I was a bit too, stu- too stupid sometimes to, <laughs> to properly figure them out and that was totally on me, that is not a criticism of the game um, I, I yeah it was um, I'm trying to find out how long I played the game how long it took me uh um, I played it for quite long, uh, eleven hours. Uh, but okay. then again, I, I obviously wasn't at my fastest. But uh, yeah, I it, it, you do get some bang for your buck there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny. It's it looks it looks cool. It's uh, it's very quirky. I could I will definitely recommend it.
0: Okay. okay, thank you for that. Yes, I remember you were just back from California and you were recovering from the flu and jet lag, and you were saying that, oh, I can't concentrate. And I was trying to tell you, you know, it's okay to take a break for a few days. (laughs) Yeah, but Laura doesn't take breaks, so I feel that
1: I couldn't take breaks. No, 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 you're making me out as some kind of weirdo here. I did take a break. Like literally Saturday and Sunday that weekend when I was ill, I did nothing. So,
2: yeah, (laughs) don't worry.
0: We play adventure games. We're on adventure games podcast. We're all weirdos. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, but I I wanted
0: I wanted to play it because it looked. Oh no! But I know. Yeah. No, but I should have waited a few days. But. That's what I was. What I would say, because as you say, because in your case, not only did you have the flu, but you had jet lag, and so which was kind of because when Laura and I got sick, we were I think well at least in our countries, in our homes, but yes. you were across the across the ocean. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so we know Laura is a replicant who can play games <laughs> <laughs> a oh. lot quicker than humans can.
1: <laughs> I did actually. I went to a secret cinema when they were doing a Blade oh. Runner, and my character was a replicant. So there that, you go. Mm, that that <laughs> explains a lot.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's total coincidence. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, okay. Well, well, yes. No, I I remember when Edna and Harvey first came out. I can't believe they've already made an anniversary edition of Edna and Harvey because I remember when it came out.
2: Version in German came out in 2008, so the game is already
0: 12 years old. I know it's shocking. It's 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 horrible. How how is it possible this game is 12 years old? Yeah. (laughs) But I remember, at least with the original, I don't know about this remastered version uh, that I haven't played it, but I read that you can click on an insane amount of objects, that there are hotspots, that there are a huge amount of hotspots. You could literally spend hours clicking hotspots. That's what I read about the original. Is that the case with the remastered? I
2: think they cleaned that up a bit because you can press the space bar to see the hotspots, which is very useful. And I don't recall that there are a ton of hotspots. There are rooms that have some hotspots that merely serve a descriptive purpose, uh, but most of it um, uh, has a has a, a purpose in the game. So I didn't get the impression that it was filled with hotspots.
0: Okay, and was it? Uh, I also read on the Steam page that you can, bit like the Monkey Island, and um, I think Grim- at least. The- Full throttle and data uh, tentacle remastered versions that you can switch between the old and new visuals. Did you notice that in your playthrough or did you stick to one visual? No, I just played
2: the uh I, I did I didn't see the option. If it's there, it could be that it's there. If it's there, I completely missed it, sorry. Uh but I played the anniversary edition, so uh and assuming that they, they made it to make the old game better. So mm. no, that makes uh, sense. And I mean to be honest I played the Monkey Island in the uh, in the re, uh, the remastered version as well because mm-hmm. the old version is yeah it, it's it's very of
0: its time <laughs> mm-hmm. although a, lo- a lot of people a lot of people at least online prefer the old version of Monkey Island to the remastered version, which we won't get into now, because that could be that could be that's a discussion for another day.
1: Like my tongue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, ooh, what what do you think, Laura? I'm <laughs> oh, no. now, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> okay, I think that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and so did, you said it was quite dark as well, Thomas. Uh, was it was it disturbing as well, or how dark? Would you say it was again without giving any spoilers? Um, do, you know, do <laughs> uh, because as you say the visuals, it looks like this cartoon. You know, it looks like maybe a LucasArts game. But I, I do remember the original one. People said it was quite dark. So from what do you remember, was it disturbing? Let me put it this way: I understood why Edna was in the asylum. So it's not a comedy then, <laughs> I take it.
2: Yeah, yeah. There, there is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of humor in there. Uh, but uh, humor and, and, and scares and and drama go hand in hand. So, Uh, I mean, yeah, the inmates are all insane, uh, literally and figuratively. I mean, they're crazy characters, but they're also like, they belong in an asylum, which they are. So it's not like they are there for nothing. (laughs) Uh, it, is, it is obviously a bit of a cliche to have the person running the asylum be the most dangerous person in the house. But, yet yeah, that is also the case here. So you have to uh, be very careful with all that. Uh, and, yeah, the, the further you get, the darker it gets because you find out more about the background and what happened and everything. And you, with Harvey, you sometimes get the possibility to, in order to find something out, uh, for instance, you can learn how to forge signatures. And uh, you do that by uh, going back in the past where Harvey sends you back to a moment in time where you learn that skill. And then you play out that in the past and then you get pulled back in the present and then you remember the skill. Uh, and in this case, one of those skills that you don't then remember is how to forge a signature. Uh, so... And that's also the. Those are also the moments where you find out more about the background. And you play Harvey, and you can play. You can switch between Harvey and Edna, but Harvey can only observe. Um, What he can do is like he can see things, and he can um, put put those things in his uh, inventory. The things he sees, it's not actually in his inventory. But when he goes to Edna, he can use those things on Edna. Uh, to uh, try and figure out a plan. For instance, he can look at the window uh, and see a woodpecker, and then he he puts between uh, yeah, he puts the the woodpecker in his inventory, but he doesn't actually put the woodpecker in his inventory. But he goes to Edna and he sh- he uses the woodpecker, and then Edna figures out uh, through that conversation on how to
0: solve a certain thing. Am I making any sense? So. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> <laughs> kind of, it's. Uh, I think it's probably one of those cases where you have to see it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, but it's, it certainly sounds very detailed. Uh, yeah. The puzzles sounds
1: interesting.
2: So, the fun one- It is. It is a lot more. It is really uh, more an old school point and click adventure, uh, where you, uh, you, yeah, where you want to <laughs> save a lot and 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 uh, serious puzzles and
0: yeah. And you played this game again while you were jet lagged and recovering from flu, so you weren't <laughs> at your at your strongest, yeah, which, which is
2: which is also why I needed to consult a walkthrough more often than I would have. Sure,
0: worked. I mean I probably would have consulted a walkthrough anyway <laughs> because um, you know it's, it sounds kind of like a hard game, but I've heard good things about it. So um,
2: it's it's challenging, but it's in it's challenging in a good way.
0: Okay, um, and what? Sorry, go ahead
2: yeah I think adventure game uh point of click fans would take this game because it's well it's well made it looks good uh it's it's got plenty to love here so I would definitely recommend it
0: okay and then the final question which is non spoiler question is uh what what was the voice acting and the sound like I don't know if you mentioned that if you did I'm sorry I didn't hear <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a bit of a blind spot for me the voice acting <laughs> I, uh,
0: or music I, or... Well,
2: the, I, I turned off the music at one point because uh, I like I like the um, the sound effects just the sound effects and everything and I honestly have to look back to. Um, I don't think there's there a voice? I don't think there's voice acting in there
0: so you don't remember voice acting yeah, for
2: some reason that is a complete
0: blind spot for me voice acting
2: I don't know why that is I mean I, I obviously understand the value of it, but uh, I can't remember if there's actual voice acting in it or I did or if I just made up the voices myself in my head
0: okay so yeah so you were hearing you were hearing voices in your head I okay I don't, yeah, I, don't those... I don't know if I was hearing voices I was reading them I was reading them. I again the medication you were probably on must have been some heavy duty medication while you're yeah. playing that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh sorry, I couldn't help that. But uh Okay, well that American, was American
2: over-the-counter medication is a bit heavier than what we get in <laughs> Europe.
0: Well, okay. Uh well that was Edna and Harvey, the anniversary edition. Uh so thank you. Thomas, for yeah, that? Still, but still definitely a recommendation. Okay, so even in your drug-induced state, you like the game. You remember you like the game. <laughs> uh, I think there's a team in this episode, you know, that I play frog detective in a drug-induced state, and Thomas as well. And, we well, we see that Laura is a replicant, so you probably don't need... <laughs> I don't need Sleep. that explains a lot that explains why you play so many games (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well anyway um, so next then is a game that I played which was a very short game which is called The Terrible Old Man which is the heartwarming story of how this old man comes up with a podcast oh wait no sorry that's not it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um No, it Ooh. is hey. It is um it is from Cloak and Dagger games, and I believe you've ah. played some of their games, Laura. Yes, yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. have spoken about they've made Sumatra and uh Football game. Yes, that's it, football game, another short game, and uh they're making another game called Encantamentum, which sounds like yes. something Harry Potter would say, but <laughs> It's uh, it's it's not Harry Potter. It's uh, it looks dark as well, and this is another dark game. So uh, it's a very short game. It took me about uh, twenty to forty minutes, but it, they do tell a complete story in this twenty to forty minutes, which was very impressive. So the beginning of the story is you you're in this tavern. You uh, there are three kind of gangsters, and they are discussing about they're going to rob some bank, but then they overhear in the tavern someone talking about this old man who seems uh, a little bit not with it, you know, a little bit kind of crazy, and he he talks to himself and to some urns he has, I believe, in his house, and they also say that he he's known to have a lot of gold because he was a sea captain, and there were rumors that he found this gold in the sea, and that he's very rich. So these three guys, then they think, oh, bingo, we can rob this old man of his gold. How how difficult can it be? How hard can it be to rob this old man? So the first puzzle in the game, you have to find out where he lives. So you need to find... And I say puzzle, it you know won't take you long, but you need to find out through, you know, talking to different people and... Uh, you know maybe distracting someone as well you need to just find out where he lives first of all so you can go and rub him and then shall we say there are developments (laughs) that i won't give away and it, it was really interesting and the the graphics they're they're really nice as well it's for a free game as well they're kind of pixel art graphics as well they uh you know they have Portraits as well when characters are speaking, so you know which character is talking, and it it looks really nice, really detailed as well, and I was I was very impressed with the production values. Again, considering it is free on Steam and it's very short, but it it you know you do tell the it just tells a complete story, and it's also interesting. You play kind of as characters that are not nice people at all, shall we say. <laughs> Um, but it it was really interesting. I would really recommend this. It's again very, very short, but very interesting. It's based on a lovecraft short story. so uh if you're like Lovecraft, if you kind of it's it's more a psychological kind of horror game, and obviously I won't reveal what happened, but it's uh it's well. Nothing good, shall we say. All right. So that is The Terrible Old Man. It is available on Steam and it is free to download, free to play. So uh, a game that if you have free 20 minutes, 40 minutes, I'd highly recommend playing it. So then, the two of you, uh, I believe, have played the next game, which is... Disco Elysium. Now, I, I know, Thomas, you spoke about this game a little bit. You had started playing it. And in the meantime, Laura, I believe you started playing it. And surprise, surprise, you finished it.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I did. <laughs> and it took a while, let me tell you that. It's a long game.
0: Oh, so it took you, uh, what, two days to finish?
2: <laughs> no, <something>. it's... Um... <laughs> well, it's 48 hours in two days. It's
0: nothing for Laura.
1: <laughs> it is I mean it is a lengthy game, it is definitely
0: Yeah, I've I've heard. Since you finished it, you want sure, to start when yeah. you're ready about this game?
1: Yeah, I mean I don't I it's pretty hard to know where to begin actually. I mean it, Thomas kind of set it up last time when we were talking about it. It's kind of a role playing game, but um with the, the guise of a point and click. you you've got these kind of voices in your head such as um endurance they've got all got different names which are like skill points but they're rather than them just being kind of passive skills they're uh sort of uh voices that you hear when you're having conversations with people so there's something like called inland empire which will um, you start to be able to understand what inanimate objects are saying around you, and they might like give you clues as to what's going on,
2: um, or, the, or they uh, might trick you into kicking them trick- and losing health points.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which I think Thomas Thomas seemed to die a lot uh, last time. He was like talking about dying, and I didn't die once, so um, I don't know what was going. On. <laughs> um, Sh- maybe I'm tired. <laughs> um and so there's different types of skill sets there's like intellect which is things like Uh, logic uh, and rhetoric like how well you're able to uh, sort of argue with people there's psyche which is more like things like empathy and how well you can sort of understand what people are saying there's physique so if you don't have a lot of physique then you may well be like Thomas and die Um, (laughs) and then there's motorics which you can you know it's how quick your reaction speed is your hand eye coordination so there's all this kind of going on but then there's you are basically this kind of cop who wakes up as, as thomas explained last time and uh, you've been on this three-day bender uh you don't remember who you are you know what you are there's a corpse hanging from the garden uh from a rope in the garden that you're supposed to have been looking into um your kind of partner turns up kim who's this uh kind of weary cop from another district who's like oh man i'm uh sort of paired with this guy uh but i think he's he's an excellent character by the way he he there's just a you know you could just have a character who's sort of following you around being like oh god he's getting it wrong again but you really kind of get develop a bond and i kind of wanted to make sure he sort of was impressed with me even though i was doing all these kind of wild things as well um and yeah so you go about the game the, the premise of the game is you got to solve this murder but there's so much more to it than that and even like little plots uh sort of side plots kind of knit into the main plot and there's kind of a point when you've got so many different um objectives you've got to do and it might just be like try and get the boots off the body or it might be find some speed um and there's just lots of different extra objectives you've got to do and they all kind of feed into one another um and it's yeah it's just you have these kind of um, skill checks where you roll a dice, and if you've got the right, correct skill for it, then you might be able to progress with that dialogue option. There's a lot of dialogue options, and it's,
2: I mean, it's, it's mostly about, talking. Yeah,
1: it's mostly talking. There's not really a lot of action. Talking to, talking
2: it, to Kim, talking to the environment, yeah. talking to yeah. animate uh, objects, but, and especially talking to yourself.
1: Exactly. You're talking to yourself a lot <clears> in your dreams. You've got these thought cabinets which you can develop more um thoughts such as communism you can start thinking about communism and then you'll get communism dialogue options once you develop that there's other things like hobo cop where or sorry cop where if you apologize too many times throughout your play you'll start to unlock options about being really apologetic and that might unlock some good skills or it might unlock some bad skills
0: you go uh, both.
2: Canadian. sometimes it is both
1: <laughs> or both yeah exactly And you just go about, I mean, and also there's, uh, you know, drugs can change your mood. You can, if you smoke a cigarette, your intellect goes up a little bit for a short amount of time. If you take some speed, you know, your hand-eye coordination goes up a bit. So there's things like that. So there's all these like different ways of monitoring how you go about things. There's different uh, outfits you can wear and that again affects your skills and that it's just this whole crazy world you've got to investigate, and I, I, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's there's so much detail in this world, and you know you, you could you got to try and help, um, you know lots of different pe- people you go about their journey and you discover things about the world you're in and about the reality you're in. The ending I'm not gonna say much about, but we should have some kind of a spoiler special when you finish it, Thomas, because the ending is mad. The ending is absolutely insane. Um and compared to like even at the beginning, you you're like, oh actually the beginning made a lot more sense compared to Oh really? Uh, because the beginning yeah, is genuine. bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> It's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of the the writing is, I would say, it, it feels like a kind of, um, I don't know, kind of cat's cradle, sort of catch 22. It's kind very of philosophical. Develop. Yeah, it it feels very much like that. You know, it, it's it, it, the there's definitely I, I think I read somewhere where they were saying, oh, their main competitor with this kind of thing was was Twitter, which I thought was an interesting um uh, idea that because people you know have these short points of view and that's kind of what they were trying to get with the different voices and not make people click off I don't know how you're feeling Thomas because there is a lot of text sometimes I was like especially when they go into the whole history of the the world and the town and there's a lot of different place names and uh sort of philosophical points sometimes yeah. I was a bit like okay I just want to get into
2: can play can a bit, a more. bit confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to remember all that history but I the world building is is, is done very well it's yeah. incredible how much how much dialogue and how much uh, uh yeah yeah how much text <laughs> text there is in this game I, I I haven't gotten into any fights yet have you
1: uh well I mean I finished the game and there is um a, there, is there is a moment it's not I would say it's still very much dialogue based you know it's still whether you you roll the die and if you get you know a certain amount of, uh, if if you've done well enough in the game so far you you know you might progress to a certain point or you might go so, so there are there are kind of little points where you're like i i to get past this bit i have to up my skills basically um, yeah you have
2: to save a lot and yeah. and i re- i remember when i played it again after coming back from holiday recovering from the Flew and then uh, finishing at Nan Harvey, and I started playing it again. I, I got into it relatively easy, but um, it it did trigger some uh, tabletop uh, RPG PTSD because I could not make a one single roll. I, I lost everything. The first 10, 12, 14 rolls, I lost everything. And, and it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, you have an 85% chance. It's an easy roll. Nope not for me <laughs> <laughs> everything went wrong it was very frustrating but it's yeah. it's it's part of the game and it, um uh you know it, 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 it's with everything where dice play a role it there is a certain fickleness to it and uh once i started on day two and i got to into some actual investigating uh and, and i succeeded in a few finally succeeded in a few roles then i got really interested because Surprise, surprise! I'm actually a really good cop. <laughs>
0: yeah. And and you were the one who discovered that uh, Laura was a replicant. So because you're a great yeah. cop. <laughs> yeah, but by by me, I mean my character. The car, of course, I yes. I don't mean yes. necessarily <laughs> mean
2: myself. No, of course, no. I'm but, really c- um, curious. Yeah, you were you were already curious when we when we were um, texting about it, and you had no clue what we were I texting no about.
0: had no idea because it. I mean, you're talking about spoilers, but you could probably tell me the ending of the game and I still probably wouldn't have any idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you were... were, I've not played this game at all yet. I hope I can get a chance later this year. But all I remember is in our WhatsApp group when the two of you were texting about the game... I remember Laura. You said something like, "Just remember, drugs can help." <laughs> <laughs> they
1: can.
2: Yeah, but that's that's the funny thing because I think Laura, you 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 set out to become a really like a really nasty person, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I was interested in going to that dark side. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I tried everything to not do that. So I I'm 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 going cold turkey hard here, and that's given me some probably some other experiences than than you have.
1: Probably, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, there is, they have now unlocked um, a hardcore mode, which you can play, which is uh, very much, yeah, you don't have any drugs, you don't have any alcohol or cigarettes, your health is quite low permanently. And I think there's other things as well, just to make it even more hard. Yeah. Fascinating, fascinating game.
2: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, and it, so- and it looks really good too.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, yeah. it, you, you, it is, although you say like it's a tabletop thing, it's still got, very much a 3d sort of feel and yeah, you, you move right. about
2: freely yeah you can you can zoom in and out and you don't have to do everything at the, at that point uh, but it's quite rewarding if if there is a very difficult role and you finally make that role <sighs> so uh, and then he says something and he, does, he says or does something really weird I mean my character does as that a lot that he all of a sudden says like you have a dialogue option that you have to choose and it's uh, it's Really weird, but apparently, that's uh, that's part of the character.
0: Uh, no, it definitely sounds like you mentioned weird, sounds like a weird game, all right. <laughs> it's, uh, and it's, I believe, the developers are from Estonia, that it's their first game. Uh, there, there is yeah. an article that I shared with you guys, I haven't finished reading the article because, like the game, it's a long article, <laughs> but it talks about uh, the origins of the game, how they came up with the idea, and I believe. It may have been a board game first, and I believe that one of them is a writer or a novelist. No, it's, it started out as a role-playing game. And, role-playing uh, game, yes. And,
2: and then they, they kind of pulled their resources together and made that role-playing setting into a proper uh, proper video game. And they kind of developed it from there, and it became bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it kind of got a bit out of control for them. Uh, so they had to; they couldn't do everything they they wanted to do. But it's actually, they managed to cram in uh, an awful lot. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 highly impressed uh, by th- mm. this being a, a, the first game of, uh, of anyone.
0: Yeah, well, completely. It, it, yeah, it it won the best narrative at the games awards and several other awards as well, and it got very very well reviewed. But I just read every the gaming publication and website out there as well. So, yeah. So and um, uh, and again, last, like I asked you, Thomas. Uh, hopefully, Laura can remember. Is, is there any voice acting at all or it? Because yeah. there's so much dialogue. It seems like. Yeah,
2: there is voice acting. Not all yeah, the not there all is the, voice uh, dialogue is, but, yeah. is acted out, but most of it uh, is.
1: Yeah, you so basically you'll come across a character, and it might be like the first couple of paragraphs or a couple of lines they'll speak and they all have sort of distinct uh, voices or the characters um, and then it will go into dialogue and it, it won't be voice acted. So I think that's how they've got around because I think it would have been too much if there yeah. was, you know, all that dialogue being voice acted, especially if you want to kind of skip through a little bit and, and get to the main choices. Um, but yeah, no, they, it, there's still a lot of, of voice acting involved and music as well. The the I've, the soundtrack is um really interesting really well put together and sort of com- comes about now there's like set themes for set places where you where you wander about and each of them are quite distinct and uh sort of interesting in their own way
0: okay and d- did you say laura that this was one of your favorite games of the last few years is that correct uh it's definitely in my top three of the decade, I would
1: say, um that breath of the wild and return of the Obra Dinn, I would say uh but just it's just it's like nothing else I ever played it's it's, it's amazing, just a great game um every aspect is just it comes together so amazingly, and there's just so many little fun aspects to play with but yeah, I mean it is a long game but it is it is worth it and how long did it take you to play?
2: do you remember? <laughs> Well for me it was I'm uh, I'm I'm been playing it for twelve hours now and I'm only started at day two, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, you've you've got a while to go, is all I'll say.
0: Well, so it's because I've seen people said it took them like fifty hours at least, I imagine. Uh do you remember how long it took you, Laura, to complete the game, more or less?
1: I don't know, because I played it on Gog and Gog kind of messed up the oh. times a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: okay. I would say at least, <laughs> at least 35 hours, I would say, at least. Wow. Okay, well, it's it sounds really interesting, you know, high recommendation there, at least, you know, from Laura who finished it and Thomas who is still playing it, but... Uh, yeah, this is one of those. So it's it's not like as you mentioned playing short games like Clamman and Fraud Detective and <laughs> <laughs> Fairy There. This this takes a lot lot of work to get through, I imagine. But it's, it seems like a lot of fun. And Thomas, are you, are you enjoying it? What's you what you're playing at the moment? Yeah, I'm I'm playing this Coliseum,
2: and uh, that's I'm gonna be playing that until I finished it, and then I'm gonna look f- probably gonna play a few shorter games.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I did <laughs> after good. have. After Heaven's Vault, I thought, oh, I can't take another really long narrative game. As good as it was, but I need to kind of like a detox to <laughs> to play shorter games to finish in an evening or two. Um, so, one final question: It's a strange name for the mm. game. Do they do they explain at, at some point uh, the meaning of the words, the title?
1: Yeah, it kind of. I, I there is an exp- There is a slight explanation. I wouldn't say there's a moment where they're like. And th- that's what Disco Elysium is. But as you would imagine, they don't do that in the game. But the word Elysium pops up a bit and the uh, the cop identifies himself as kind of this disco person. He's got this disco vibe because that's what he is and that's his identity or it can be. So, yeah, and the, the, the phrase is said or it can be chosen to be said, is all I'll say. But, yeah, so it it's not a completely random phrase that you never hear in the game.
0: Okay, well, now I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't have enough disco in games, I don't think. so. Uh, okay, so that was... You can't it's- have enough disco anywhere, so...
1: That's now- true. There's one skill check you can try and complete where if you manage to complete it, everyone just starts dancing, basically. So oh, really? that was one of my favourite moments in the game, actually. Um, yeah, so look out for that because that's a really fun moment. But yeah, lots of disco. <laughs>
0: That's kind of like Froggy Detect- Detective when it starts yeah. dancing, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very different games otherwise, but yeah.
0: <laughs> That's one thing they have in common. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was Disco Elysium. So thank you, Laura and Thomas. So now the final game that we'll talk about is Life is Strange. And life certainly is strange now, but this, uh, this is not the name of the next game. That yeah, This is... Season one, uh, mostly episode one, uh, because season two of Life of Strange was released last year in 2019, but I just started playing season one a few weeks ago. Um, I have played the first four episodes, I haven't finished the last or the fourth episode yet, there are five in total. Just to set the game up, uh, now I won't give any spoilers, I just set the game up, but you play as... 18 year old Max Caulfield, who's living in Seattle, and she moves back to her hometown of Oregon uh, in Arrigan, uh, Arcadia Bay. And She is in college there, University, which is Blackwell, and she's studying photography. She's in class, and she's a uh, bit of you know, she's kind of struggling a little bit as well to fit in, even though she's her hometown. She's not you know, one of those quote-unquote cool kids or doesn't hang around with, uh, again, quote-unquote pretty girls or, you know, whatever. She's, you know, she's a she's bit of a nerd, but she she's trying to fit in. And after class, she goes to the bathroom to, you know, fix herself up and wash her face. But then in walks a boy, in walks another student who is a male into the female bathroom, which is odd. And so she's hiding... Because he looks very stressed, he looks very nervous. And then a blue haired girl walks into the bathroom. They start to have an argument, this uh, boy and blue haired girl. And de- then, next thing, the boy, well, the blue haired girl mentions something about dirty drugs. Again, topic of this episode <laughs> seems to be drugs for some reason. But she then accuses him of selling dirty drugs. He pulls out a gun, again, this is not a spoiler, this is in the trailer, it's the very beginning of the game. He pulls out a gun and shoots her. And he kills her. Now, at that moment, Max reaches out to try and stop him. But, wouldn't you know, she then finds herself back in the classroom. So, she realizes that somehow she has the ability to time travel. Now, just time travel a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds into the past... She has no idea why. She has no idea what this power is or why she has this power or anything. She's very confused. And she doesn't know if it's even real or not. But all she knows is that she has to go back to the bathroom to save this girl and stop her from getting shot. So that's really where the game begins. So it's, it's, you know, this uh, time, uh, this rewind mechanic Uh, It's really interesting, I found, because when you're playing the first time, uh, shall we say, you need to get out of the classroom uh, quickly. But the first time around, if a teacher asks you a question, you might not know the answer. But then once you find out the answer, you can then use the rewind and then you can go back in time a couple of seconds and you can then give the right answer and then help speed up the process and help uh, leave the classroom Quicker to go back to the bathroom to try and save this girl. Now, I don't want to say too much more because I think it might be a little bit spoiler afterwards. And there is also a missing girl called Rachel Amber in the game. There are miss- missing girl posters all around as well. And so she's trying to figure out what happened to her and how, whether this has anything to do with her newfound power. And again, she's just a normal 18-year-old girl just in, in university, so she has no idea why she has this power or anything. And then there's some very weird weather events. That's, uh, it's October, but they get a snowstorm, and she has these dreams of a huge tornado, huge storm. So again, she all she knows is that something strange is happening. So... Uh, so in this um, in this university, you could say that there are archetypes. You know, there's the you know the football players. There there's these, as I said, quote unquote, pretty girls who are very snobbish and look down on everyone. There's you know there's the cheerleader and there's you know all of these all of these types. Now later on, uh, we get to know more about them that they might not be all all they seem. I I really liked it. Now I do have to say that especially in episode one. Some of the dialogue is a little bit on the nose. It's, uh, for example, there is one character who literally says to your character Max Caulfield that, "Oh, I will remember this conversation." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it at times it is a little bit on the nose, but overall I really liked it. It's it's a choice based game. So 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 what the gameplay involves, again using the rewind mechanic in the game then you have choices to make as well so how you interact with characters for example do you pick up the phone when someone calls you do you not pick up the phone how do you respond as well uh, you know do you have two two different choices or some character wants to paint a portrait of you and put it online so do you agree to that or disagree and then uh, later on again without giving anything away in the next episode you you do find that the small choices that you make do have an effect later on, and you know when something happens. It also deals with some pretty challenging topics. You know, so the, most of the characters are teenagers, and it deals with issues that teenagers go go through. So you know, it deals with drug abuse. It deals with you know possible sexual abuse and suicide and uh, difficulties with families and you know me- mental illness as well. But I think it do, does so in a sensitive manner and it's, you know, I didn't think it was done in an exploitative manner at all. And I was really intrigued with the story. So all through all the episodes, episodes two, three, and four, I wanted to happen. know what happens next. I, you know, there is, there is of course this part where uh, we find out more about Max and her relationship with her best friend, Chloe. And, you know, she's, She's had it, She's having it tough with her family as well, and Max is kind of involved. The thing about Max is that she's not perfect, you know. She's empathetic, and she said from the beginning she only wants to use her powers for good. So she's not. Her her friend Chloe would um, ask her to maybe hit someone or beat someone up, and then use the power to go back. But she says no. That will set a very bad precedent. So she says, "I don't want to be a bad person; I just want to use this for good, so that's nice to see very empathetic, but you know she's also at times a little bit jealous, and you know she hasn't always been the best friend to Chloe, so it's like nice that she's a complicated, complex character that she's not black and black and white and you could so she is i think the most developed character uh you know some of the other characters, I suppose you might say that though they're a little bit more pantomime um you know a little bit, but again." Uh, and I also enjoyed the, the mystery, the overarching mystery. So You know, what is happening with the weather and with these events and with her dreams and why does she have this, um, you know, this rewind ability as well. Uh, so again, gameplay-wise, I would describe it nearly like maybe The Walking Dead meets Gone Home meets Prince of Persia with mm. rewind mechanism. Yeah. There's no action or anything. Um, but one thing I think... In this game's favor compared to Telltale games in the gameplay department. One of my criticisms of Telltale games after The Walking Dead is the lack of interactivity that you, it did, the games did feel like, you know, like interactive movie at times that you don't interact with the world as much as I wanted to. In this game, certainly in episode one, there's a lot of interaction. So you interact and you interact with hotspots and with different objects, and this way you get to learn more about the character and, you know, her thoughts and feelings. And now this is optional. Most of it is optional. You can go straight ahead and, you know, just go with the story and with her objectives. She also has a notebook. You can take photographs, and the photographs will appear in the notebook. She also writes uh, kind of a diary, which uh, kind of helps, you know, if you haven't played it for a while, you can then read through the diary and find out, okay, what's been happening. Uh, Now, in terms of puzzles, it is mostly choice-based, there, in the first couple of episodes, there aren't many puzzles to speak of. And I do have to say as well, one puzzle in particular was a little bit tedious because it was you were looking for bottles in kind of a junkyard. Oh, yeah. You remember that? I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I'll, I'll be honest. I did not like that puzzle. I thought they, there was no need for it. It did feel like they were just adding it on as filler that they could. You know, I thought they could have done something different uh, to, you know, could have done anything. We even just remove it, you know, have no puzzle there because it did feel like they were thinking, "Oh, we need to make this game a little bit longer." What do we do? Um, I would have preferred having no puzzle there and just having Max just walk around to interact with the environment because that's what I was doing. Now in episode four, there is puzzle, which again don't want to give anything away, but like you said in Clam Man, ironically enough, there's an investigation puzzle, and you have this board and you have to put things together and figure out what's going on. And I really enjoyed that. I really liked that part uh, to the game. But, um, but yeah, so it's kind of hit and miss sometimes. Um, the voice acting, I've heard other people say that they weren't hugely impressed with the voice acting. think I was. In particular, the actor who plays Max, I think she does an amazing job portraying the character, I think. Uh, Chloe, I think, is, is okay. I mean, not bad, I don't think. But she's, you know, I think she's... Okay, and then the rest, again, a little bit hit and miss, but I don't think there's anything that any actors are bad. Um, you could maybe say that there's none that are absolutely amazing either, but I think they're they're fine. And then again, the music, again, there are some kind of pop songs in it. Uh, so I thought they were okay. So again, some I liked more than others. And some of the music I thought was good as well. And now it does get, in, in episode three, again, no spoilers, but it does kind of... Go in a completely different direction than what i expected that i i was like wow i did not expect that and i was interested to see where they would go with that and i have to say i was impressed with how they dealt with other sensitive issues shall we say um and the graphics i think look really nice the town looks really really nice it's the kind of town that you want to visit it's in oregon and I think the town itself is fictional, but the developers, I believe, they actually went to Portland and they took lots of photographs so they could put it in the game itself. And, um, and yeah, each episode took me about four hours to play. Now, again, I've been taking my time going, interacting with all the objects and, you know, not rushing through. You could probably play it in about two hours if you go straight through the story itself. But um, but I am on episode four. I have not finished it. Again, I'm very intrigued so far. I don't know how it's going to finish. So if it sticks to landing, I think overall I'd be, you know, I would re- recommend. Of course, there is a chance that it could go pear-shaped in episode five. But overall, I think the reviews have been good. So I'm hopeful for a good ending and a satisfying ending. So far, I really like the characters, in particular the main character, Max Caulfield. And I'm really curious to see where it goes. And uh, yeah, so while there are some slight issues I had with it so far, I'm really enjoying it. And I don't know, Laura, if you, I know you said, I think you played the first two episodes. so
1: I played the first two, but I've seen, I watched a stream of the rest of the episodes, so I know exactly what happens. And yeah, I kind of agree. I um, am a, was a bit more cynical of the dialogue um, at points. Right. I thought it was quite gringy, Um and that kind of turned me off it a little bit. But I think the way they depict kind of this uh, friendship between Chloe and Max, I thought was actually done really well. And that that part of it is, um, you know, kind of makes you want to continue and find out where their friendship goes. And you're right. They do take it in surprising places and even more of su- places as it goes on I won't spoil anything but it it does go quite dark um so it definitely isn't just this kind of light happy sort of angsty teenage uh drama that you think it might just be at the beginning I mean I, I also quite like the soundtrack I think they did quite Ooh. a good job of getting that sort of wistful nostalgic teenage feel of you know living growing up in this small town and you know um that sort of teenage life but yes yeah, so I thought the soundtrack was really good the way they depicted the friendship really good the dialogue yeah a little totally a little bit yeah. cringy <laughs> um and a little some of the lip-syncing one I played I mm. remember looking a little bit off um but I think it's just if you can if you want if you invest in in the characters and if you invest in the story then you'll invest in the game really and for the most part I think they they pull it off
0: yeah, that's one thing I forgot to mention. Yeah, some some of the lip syncing is definitely <laughs> a bit off.
1: It. But like, it's you know it's but, five years yeah. ago
0: it's it came out I guess. So. Yeah, it came out in twenty fifteen. Yeah, and um and yeah, no, definitely. The, you know, you mentioned some of the dialogue is. I think I don't mind it. I I do know that there are other people like online that I've read that they have a big problem with that. I I'd say I didn't really mind it so much because I was invested in the story and in the characters and um, mainly even said in the main character it's Maxine with Max Colefield. and um, I suppose if I didn't like the character as much I might notice these flaws probably more and um, I do agree with some I think some of the other characters as I mentioned you know it's like it's kind of like to tick boxes at times that okay there's this uh uh-huh, yeah quote unquote pretty snobbish girl and like mean girls basically that, yeah uh, yeah but but yeah no it there's go quite dark but I think what I, I said, what I was very impressed with it deals with some very challenging topics that I mentioned and it could have, they could have handled it so wrong but I don't personally I don't think they did I think that they handled these topics in a sensitive manner and so I think we, they deserve credit for that and I'm looking forward to finishing so what I'm doing is I'm playing an episode every week kind of like a TV series I- right, binging through it just kind of like you know, TV series that you you get an episode a week now. Since the episodes are taking a bit longer, it's not always possible <laughs> to to do because the Telltale games were shorter each individually. They would take about two hours. Uh, yeah, I did. I have to say that I prefer you know like The Walking Dead overall. Although as I said, Life is Strange, I think there is more gameplay. There's more interactivity. Although as you mentioned, the bottle puzzle, the fetch quest, we could have could have done without. Uh, but yeah, that is Life is Strange season one, at, um, and they I believe they made prequel uh, called Yes uh, before, like, uh, before the Storm exactly. Yeah, and they made the seek sequ- well uh, Life is Strange two, which yeah I'm, I don't know anything about. I, I knew nothing about the this game going in, but uh, I'm really really enjoying it so far. So. I hope it sticks to landing. I hope that the ending will, you know, will be satisfying. So we will see. Maybe, maybe it won't. Maybe it'll go peership. I don't think so, but you know, keep an open mind. So uh, that is life is strange, season one. Um, so that is it, I think. Um, do you guys have anything to add, or what? What? What are you guys? Well, Thomas, you're still playing Disco Elysium, right? You still have. <laughs> you're, you'll, you'll be the next few weeks playing. I oh, imagine. Oh man. Yeah, that'll that'll
2: take a while before I finish that one. I'm gonna enjoy it to the fullest.
0: Yeah, do do. Yeah, and are you playing anything else in the meantime, or sticking with disco with with dis, disco Elysium? I'm still playing Marvel Strike Force on my
2: phone, which is a completely different game. It's not a adventure <laughs> game or anything.
0: And, Laura, uh, are you able to say what games you'll be playing next? I'm going to be playing Luna, the Shadow
1: Dust, Mm. which I'm excited about, uh, by Lantern Studio developers. Uh, It's a very pretty-looking, sort of hand-animated puzzle game, which I've played. It was at Adventure X and EGX Res, so I've played some demos of it before. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. I may also play um eliza if you've heard of that which is kind of a visual novel yes i've heard um, i've heard
0: good things about it i've heard yeah. very good things about it it was on some game of the year awards actually i believe
1: yeah so i'm interested in that and we'll see if we can get through any more
0: <laughs> well and the, the, the thing is about laura is that you also but, have a life which is incredible <laughs> so you're
2: you're going to play those games but what are you going to do tomorrow then
1: <laughs> oh wow, <well>, exactly <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll uh, replay Disco Elysium.
0: <laughs> you play that, replay that in three days. I imagine, <laughs> probably, yeah. But uh, but but the thing is, as I mentioned, Laura, you you have a life. You go out and meet people. You, <laughs> which which is incredible <laughs> as think... well. Because, yeah, you you <laughs> and yet you still are able to finish all these games. And yes, I am really jealous at how you manage to do that. <laughs> Well. That is, well, as you see, it's a replicant. It's, <laughs> <laughs> is, don't uh,
1: make this become a thing now.
0: It's going to be a run, running joke now. Uh, then that, it'll turn into bullying. So no. No, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> um, no, I play. I played a bit of Lunar Adventure X in 2018 as well. Now it, it was a little bit embarrassing for me because I couldn't resolve puzzles, and the developer they were yes. so nice. They were uh, giving <laughs> me hints at first and then they just say okay what well, you need to do this you need to do that <laughs> is, uh, yeah i remember
1: they've being fairly you know fairly difficult they're not mm-hmm. um really uh simple but in in a kind of fun way so we'll, we'll see how i go
0: yeah no looking looking forward to hearing uh, your thoughts because it looks beautiful looks incredible and and again it looks like I mean, we'll see, but it looks like it could be one of the games of the year. Now we'll we'll see, but it, there's been a lot of uh, interest in the game, uh, from yeah. what I've seen, its development as well, and um, and yeah. So I am currently, as well as I'll be finishing Life is Strange season one, but I'm currently playing through Timbleweed Park, so mm-hmm. I am about halfway through it, I think, and uh, so I will save my opinions until I finish because I. There are people who absolutely love it, and then there are other people who maybe not so much, and people who have loved it up until the ending. I still don't know what the ending is. I've managed not to read any spoilers, but I do know that uh, some you know some people really like the ending, others really didn't. So I'm I'm curious to know. I will give my you know thought. I know again, Laura. Surprise, surprise! You've played it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I have. Great. <laughs> uh, have you played it, Thomas?
2: Uh, no I don't think so
0: Timberweed Park you didn't play that uh,
2: I didn't finish it I, okay. I started I started right. it that on my you. iPad and mm. um, for some reason I had to remove it from my iPad and I, then I bought it for the PC I, I meant to uh, start over again but I never got around to that it's one of the many titles in my backlog
0: <laughs> oh yeah. me too but, yep. uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no I would give my full thoughts on that hopefully in the next review episode hopefully I can finish before then and um, and yeah. And also, before we finish, I am listening to a podcast which adventure gamers might like that Thomas recommended last year. Uh, it uh, Thomas, you recommended a podcast last year with a great story, uh, kind of like a horror themed podcast. Thanos? Uh, no, no, the the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the black tapes. Uh, the other one. <laughs> uh, the, wi- the white. The white. The white fault? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's I, a good one. I started listening to that. and it's I' pretty scary. I, yes, I finished the first season, and I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm getting kind of the thing vibes from it. So there's, mm-hmm. these Yeah, that's, of, that's on purpose. Yeah, the group of scientists is stuck in Svalbard, which is in Norway, which has, I believe, more polar bears than people. <laughs> and this is the middle of winter, and then some crazy things happen as well. It's really well done, and again, I'd recommend people check that out especially like a strong story uh in uh, in a podcast i'd love a game of that actually um so um so yeah so that's it for for me anything else you guys would like to add before we finish up
1: no no keep gaming <laughs>
0: <laughs> keep okay. on questing okay. Yeah. okay well next week my guest will be none other than al low and that was a fascinating conversation I had with him. He spoke with the early days of Sierra and some fascinating anecdotes about his time at Sierra and, of course, with Leisure Suit Larry as well. So looking forward to uploading that uh, to everyone. So, And then we'll be back in two weeks as well where we'll be talking about the latest games that we've been playing. And so until then, thank you, Lauren Thomas, for joining me. And I hope we'll all be feeling 100% in two weeks. <laughs>
2: I hope <laughs> um, so, too, yeah.
0: <laughs> so enjoy your weekend, everyone, and your week as well. Have a great week.
2: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.